with the Spurs foul. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Well, it's here. It's finally happened. James Harden is no longer a Philadelphia 76er. He now lands in La La Land with the Clippers. Mally, what is your hot takes your gut reactions to James being is over over the other side of the conference. My gut reaction is this is my favorite James Harden trade this year. Um, Wait, it, will it be? Year. Will this be will this be the only James Harden trade? <laughs> I'm excited to see where it goes next year, but I guess we got better talk about this year. We won't get too far ahead of ourselves. So look, the official details of this one. Furkan Korkmaz was not included. And apparently for all intents and purposes, he also demanded out of Philly or wanted to be part of the trade package. Corky. <laughs> I'm not looking after our boy. <laughs> Mate, and the Philadelphia 76ers say no. And the Clippers were like, fuck no. So I yeah. think one of the biggest losers of the trade was Corky. But look, the Clippers will receive James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philippe... Um, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, Petrusev. Petrusev? Petrusev. Yeah, Petrusev. Yeah, that sounds good. The Petruda. I think he's going to be oh. a very main, major part no. of our conversation. He won't indeed, but the 76ers will receive an unprotected 2028 first round, two second round picks, a first round pick swap. Apparently, there is a now a, another pick being routed from a third team in the trade as well. And some shit players, apart from maybe one. They've got the role, play, they've got the role player sweep. They've got like a, a, a starting three people from five years ago and Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, uh, Roko, Mr. Robert Cummington. And the most interesting one for me, KJ Martin. Is he one of the biggest winners of this trade? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell what's going to happen um, in Philadelphia now because they've got a squillion power forward, uh, small forwards, I was thinking, actually, when we were talking about winners and losers of this trade, I feel very sorry um, for our mate over in uh, in Philadelphia, their new coach. Uh, memory blank, help me out here. Oh, uh, Nick Nurse. Coach. Nick Nurse, yeah, because Nick, Nick Nurse, Nurse has just come from playing, having a team where he looked down the bench and gone, I wonder who I can give uh, some minutes to who can handle the ball and gone, oh, Christ. He's like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to Philadelphia. They've got guards galore. And then he turns up and the curse has followed him. He's just looking down the bench again and just saying forwards, forwards, forwards. So I feel a little sorry for him. Um, you're right, maybe KJ might be a winner in this. Um, I'm a little worried about what's going to happen to Kelly Oubre um, yep. and his minutes. But who do you think uh, ends up in the starting lineup in place of PJ? Did KJ Martin. I think there's potential there. I'm also very curious what's happening here with Paul Reed, uh, with Paul Reed, because we haven't seen like we we heard Nick Norse talk Paul Reed up at the beginning of the season as possibly the starting power forward to work on, you know, work into the game with Joel Embiid, and we did hear that talk, and now PJ Tucker got those minutes, so he's been playing that. Look again, it's only the beginning of the season, 
But that was what Nursey was, you know, was hyping up to begin the season. Is yep. that going to be what happens? Will Paul? Will, will that help Paul Reed get the minutes that we were promised? Is he on the radar? Yeah, well, I picked him up in uh, one of my fantasy teams, hoping that um, Nick would follow through on his promises, and then to see him get um, a handful of minutes and and um, you know really lose out, um, it was pretty disheartening. I had to drop him pretty pretty much straight away because I didn't see a a future and a path for him. Um, but you're right, maybe he gets some starters minutes now. Uh, maybe Robert Covington, um, you know, like they could see they could do with the. Def- Yep, a defensive guy, and um, maybe that would take a little bit of the pressure off Embiid and let him work harder on the other end, because because um, he's obviously the uh, the offensive front now. Him and Maxi. Look, I'm I'm probably going to be out there. Actually, I just had this up here before. I'm going to see. I actually want to keep my. I'm going to say this live to Mitch Casey. I'm going to shout out to him. G'day, Mitch Casey from Ball Boys Fantasy. He's just tweeted out something before. Interesting. Batum is washed and won't play. I'm not so sure about Martin and Batum. Uh, it's a long shot for sure, though. I like Martin more than the other blokes because the other guys are washed. Morris is washed as well, like, as far as I'm concerned. like This is a bag of chips. This is absolute... I, I don't know what's going on here. I think someone sold their soul to the devil, and this is the return that someone is getting back because this seems like a dumb trade on the surface, yeah? Yeah, and, um, and you know, KJ's flashy and he can get to the hoop and he... He loves a dunk. Um, yeah. Just, I just kind of think they've got a bit of a win now mentality. You know, they're not really in a rebuild. That they, they, they have aspirations to um, to get Joel all the way. I just think for now that um, Robert Covington makes the most sense from a yeah. fantasy lens. What's happened here? I guess maybe some value has improved for um, for Robert Covington. Um, it's it could be a um, another time to pick up and stash Reed and see what happens and see if Nick Nurse goes, all right, now's the time. You know, the chips have settled and, and this is what's going to happen. PJ's out of here. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Maxi, obviously, we've seen what he can do without Harden. So although his value doesn't change, it's going to remain strong. He it's it, he and, um, and MB to that one-two punch. So, yeah, I guess... Um, I think one of the people who's probably a beneficiary of this is um, Tobias Harris. Like, how's this Harris? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's been playing really well. These first few games have been strong for him. And he fell with Harden. You just keep on being average to above average in your role, houses. You just keep on doing it. Exactly. So. Uh, he's gone from being the uh, being the fourth option from last year back to the third option. It's a place that he likes to be, so I'm happy for him too, fantasy wise. Yeah, I agree. And I've actually just to which I messaged back where I said before about Batum being washed. I'm gonna look. I'll call myself out of my own shit that I put on social media. So replying to Mitch when he said this because I've got some similar thoughts. My thought is this: I actually think the only playable pieces are Roko and KJ in the short term. More to come. I think Maury will do work with these acquisitions. Maury yeah. is not done here. For me, the for me, the biggest thing with this is Daryl Maury is not done. And I want to go back to a quote and read this to you, uh, Malik, because we were talking about it earlier, like what do we think is next? Well, what the impact is, is the 76ers are not done. Because if I'm playing fake GM, let's play fake GM for a second. If I'm Maury, I want to keep Joel Embiid happy, right? Because we already know there's this Knicks bullshit going on. Like we'll give you three guys. Like, you don't make a release like that. You don't say you're going to give these, oh, you can have Julius Randle and 
Emmanuel Quickly and Mitch Robinson or whoever. You just, you just let us know, baby. Just let us know what's good and you're comfortable with. Yeah. Like, you don't do that, right, unless you want to put something out there in the ether that you hope Daryl Morey acts on. True or false? True. And do we know that uh, Murray's a mover and shaker? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I reckon you're right. I think the maybe the best is yet to come for them. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, from what we know right now, obviously, um, Embiid probably doesn't change at all from his fantasy value. Maxi stays strong. Tobias Harris stays strong. And we'll see what happens um, with Kelly Oubre. Like he's uh, he's a bit up and down, so it's kind of hard to tell at any point what's going to happen with him. And then is it going to be um, him moving into that starting lineup? Is it going to be KJ or is it going to be Rob Kolf? I think by the next time we have a conversation, you and I, mate, we're going to know with some clarity. I, I agree there. And I want to go back to a quote from Daryl Morey himself because, you know, we can trust him so much. <laughs> Look, there was a whole reason why the James Harden there's a whole reason that James Harden didn't get back to Houston as initially promised in the first place, and that was Harden. And the real problem in Houston was M.A. Udoka, who didn't want him on his team. And it's like one of the worst kept secrets in the NBA. Flat out was like, do not bring James Harden back to this team. Like, it was a no. M.A. stepped in. When he got that role, he was like, yeah, we're not, get, we're not getting James back here. Because it was, a, it was a poorly kept secret that that was the plan for him to go back there at the end of the season. That's what the deal was struck last year with you know, with James and all these other blokes around in Philadelphia. But back in July, Maury said this uh, when speaking to the Fanatic. He was like, the, this is him. James Harden would uh, would not be uh, trained with James Harden would not be made if the team did not get back either a very good player, which they clearly have not, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or something they could turn into a very good player. So these pieces and these picks, could you turn that, Maddie, into a good player? That's what we've got there now. Um, and I don't know what the market's like for a Robert Covington and for a KJ Martin. Um, I think you're right from what you said before. Um, Batum's kind of washed. Um, he's busted up. Morris can go. I don't even know where his brother is. They can go and hang out and high five and swap prison records again. So... He'll be stoked, but um, yeah. I mean, I got matching exact matching tattoos. How can you even be sure that you got the right Morris? You can't. And the stories that they've decided to share out there on social media over time about what they've managed to get away with is absolute chicanery in in why in, in, very in, in, in cheeky boys, very very cheeky boys. Which Morris are you even getting? That's all I'm going to ask you of this. But I think one of the other losers that we have to look at here is Mr. Man. Let's let's have yeah. a look at this for a second because the big thing that we were hoping for that and and the Clippers were adamant and saying no, like you cannot have him, like you can absolutely not have our guy, and they were definitive in that from the very jump on these trades, and all the rumors came out that this was the guy that was holding it up. This is the guy that's holding up. You can't have him. Now, despite the injury and what's going on there right now, he he didn't get tabled in this trade. They didn't throw a Bones Highland in. There's no Norman Powell, some, a more serviceable instant player. This is a team making a championship run, and they're going to pitch this like a James Harden homecoming to Southern California. Yeah, they're the winners, aren't they? Like, And what's their yeah. starting lineup look like now? Is it does Russ stay in and Harden plays the two? Does Russ pop out and they try and make room for man? Um, I'm guessing PJ is going to be a complete afterthought, yeah. but he's never had any, um, not for a long time, hasn't had any fantasy value. Um, I guess 
they're going to eat away at each other a little bit, like, you know, with a, a third ball handling dominant kind of guy. Like, I mean, I know his role's changed over the last three years, but um, yeah, I mean, all those big dogs got to eat. So, you know, there might be a little loss for choir. There might be a little loss for um, PG 13. There might be, I think Russ is probably the guy who takes the biggest knock, but um, yeah. yeah. How he's going to deal Russ with that. Russ back together again too. Look, their fate seems forever intertwined. If you took apart their careers and where they went from being like MVP caliber guys from their journeys, OKC electing to stay with Russ and, and back that horse in the race and trade out James years ago when they could have kept James Harden. Like that still is how they didn't end up managing that situation at the time and keeping Harden on the team. And just with the salary cap and what was because the salary cap was about to expand is they just seemed forever linked and like you said they're starting lineup right now well the other day versus the spurs was westbrook paul george zubach Kawhi leonard and roko so let's just say instantly that you move in westbrook and look i think it's going to be a case where it goes westbrook harden possibly to start off with paul george Kawhi leonard and zubach I think we're looking at that as their first game together just to show these guys on the floor because this is all part of Barmer's long-term plan to win LA over the Lakers. Yeah, and that's a strong starting lineup. I mean, we go back to, like, looking at this through a fantasy lens. I think that, yeah, Westbrook's going to be the – he'll definitely take a hit. Um, He – that dragged him down the most is his percentages anyway, which aren't going to change. We know he can play off the bench in that six-man role. Um, yeah. He accepted his fate when he was with the Lakers. So um, maybe this will be um, good. Maybe their reunion between him and Harden might be good. And some of his later career acceptance of role might brush off onto Harden a little bit. And um, yeah, maybe this has got the makings of a, um, of a, a team that can go a long way in the playoffs. Look, looking at it straight away, I'm going to have to call out that one of the other big winners here are those like myself in a couple of leagues invested in Tyrese Maxey early on. He's surely a top 30, top 40 player to like for go for the season. Like he's been playing exceptionally well in Philadelphia, so he continues to be a winner in this one. And I think it's the I think it's the organization as well backing the guy and what he's shown in the first three games as well. Yep. And another guy who we haven't really touched on as well as um, is D'Anthony Melton. Oh yeah, like he's he's, he's yeah he he he's going to have more time um, you know on the court, and we know that he's a um, a bit of a defensive specialist. He can get steals. Uh, I think he got eight assists today too, which is nice. Like if he can keep yeah. doing that and get over five assists a game, like that makes him um, a valuable out in probably twelve and fourteen. Uh, team league so he's another guy that he might he might be on your waiver you might be able to go and have a little um suss out and see if he's there because he might be a good pickup for people anyone else yeah, you I think, think that yeah. might be on the people's waivers no look i think the the main thing is that like for me it's the guys who have been getting the minutes there there's no one that's coming into this team that's really going to threaten what the starting five of the philadelphia 76ers has been and this has been a, a team that's winning basketball games right now like they've been performing well yeah. Like again, I took the I think I took the under at 47 and a half, not knowing what maybe I took the over at the end. I'm gonna to have to look that up. I was unsure. I still thought it was reasonably low for a team led by Joel and B. But then again, this showcases if there is one Embiid injury, 
this could go down really quickly. I mean, the rest of the team is playing very well. As you said, Tobias Harris, Houses, he's been playing well. PJ Tucker, yeah, he's just PJ Tucker. Let's be honest, at the end of the day, Joel has been an MVP caliber player. He's been leading the team very well. Melton has been incredible, doing Melton things, getting you those peripheral stats. He's a pickup in a lot of leagues. Maxi has obviously just been insane. Like he has been doing it on both ends of the floor and Kelly Oubre Jr. But the rest of the team after this is really short. If you look at their minutes the other day, there was 20 bench minutes for PJ Tucker, Daniel House, 10 minutes, Paul Reed, 17. So you can expect his main minutes to click on up. But this was also a team that only then, funnily enough, gave, this is, I thought was when Springer got seven minutes, Korkmaz got two, the, the Petrus of one got two minutes, and Mo Bamba got one minute when they were winning a game by almost 30 points. So it just shows me, even when I'm in this position, that the 76ers have just added some more second unit depth. They might roll out there, Batum and Rocco in that second unit. But there, there's a move to be made here. There's a couple of moves to be made by the mastery of Daryl Morey and his general manager wizardry. I just don't think they're done, Mally. Yeah, they're going to need another guard, aren't they? They don't have yeah. anyone on the bench who's going to be able to come on and play, so... If um, Max is injured, he's injured at the moment. Um, you know what do they do? What, who who plays yeah. those minutes? So yeah, you're and right. And his day today, another move left. Yeah, and his day today, like he's looking at Maxi. Uh, I think this has come back on, and he is good to go. By last look, uh, I'm going down. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah his game time decision. Pleasure. Yeah, his hand game time decision. Yeah. So he is, as far as I know, he has been. But it's yeah. I think it's just, they don't play till the end of the week anyway. Yeah, so that's a good schedule for them. They're going to get those new pieces in, and we're going to have to see how it goes. But I do think for Philadelphia, the immediate winners here, minutes-wise, can be Paul Reed taking that power forward role if that starts. If you get word this week that he's starting and he can play well, that's probably going to be someone you look to pick up. Melton still is going to have value in this team because I don't know if the pieces are going to. The only one that like really does stand out to me as a potential starter if they want some youth and explosiveness is KJ Martin. Or Rocco. Those those are the only two guys yep. they're getting. And Harden, I guess we haven't spoken about his value. This is good for anyone who took him in the 30s or the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. What's he going to do now? Possibly score 20 points. He's not going to get 12 uh, or 11 assists, whatever he was averaging last year. So you might be able to wind that back down. I'd say he's still going to be in that eight range. He's still going to be handling a lot. Um yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how he settles in. But if you're a Harden owner, I'm, I'm guessing you're just happy that this is over now and he's yeah, going to be 100%. on the court because whatever he's doing is better than zeros. Yeah, no, 100%. It's it's absolutely that. Mate, we'll catch up very soon. We've got the crossover. This has been an Insight NBA emergency pod.